Welcome to the NCTM podcast. My name is Steve McCormack from the NCTM's communications team. And today we're going to discuss the building blocks of early maths understanding, those that are handled in reception, year one and year two, and how when teachers in a school engage in these areas in a concentrated way, it can affect maths teaching across the whole school. With me today are two teachers from a school in Northumberland, St Bede's Catholic Primary School in Bedlington in Northumberland. Firstly, Nikki White, who's the maths lead, and Claire Clark, who's the year one teacher. So let's uh, introduce them and find a little bit about them. Nikki, you first. What's your role in the school and how long have you been there? I am currently teaching in nursery. Um, I'm also the maths lead. I have been here, oh, I think, about four years um, prior to that, I worked in a special school and I realised that uh, a lot of children were struggling with maths concepts. Um, so I went to do a master's in early mathematical uh, development that sort of reignited my love of early years. And that drilled down to me that actually math starts very, very early on and we need to do maths from very early on. So when I go to events and things and they ask me what year group I'm in and I'm in reception or nursery and they they always think it's a bit of a shock being the maths lead and being in nursery and reception and go. But you don't really teach maths. And uh, obviously yes, you do. You do. <laughs> Yeah. OK, well, that that, it, that background and that study you've done, that would be interesting coming out in this conversation. Claire, what about you? You're currently year one teacher, is that right? But how long have you been in the school and what else have you done in the school? That's right. I'm the year one teacher at the moment. Last year I was reception teacher and prior to that, my experience has been um, up at Key Stage 2. So I've been at this school for six years, but all of my teaching experience before has been in either year five or six. OK, so one reason we're having this conversation is, is the school is currently we're, we're having this conversation in March 2022. The school's currently taking part in the NCTM's Mastering Number programme, along with 4000 or more other primary schools across England. And the programme is run through maths hubs and coordinated by us centrally at the NCTM. The aim of the programme in broad terms is to secure firm foundations in the development of good number sense for all children from reception through to year one and year two. Every school in the programme uh, in reception, year one and year two, has a 10 or 15 minute session uh, every day, four days a week, uh, using materials provided by the NCTM centrally, concentrating on some of these basic fundamentals of maths understanding. But don't worry if you're listening to this and your school is not taking part in the Mastering Number programme, because these, these are the fundamentals. The fundamentals that the programme deals with are the same that you, I'm sure, deal with in uh, reception year one and year two every week anyway. So let's start with you, Claire. You've been delivering the Mastering Number programme in year one for the, for the large part of this school year already, and as such, engaging with these very basic building blocks of mass understanding. How has this made you reassess your uh, views uh, and your approach to maths learning as a whole? It absolutely has made me reassess because coming sort of with my background being at sort of a key stage two and knowing the end journey point for children, that's very much sort of where you are focused as a teacher and you're sort of receiving or teaching children at this point who've been exposed to the maths curriculum. But, you know, still in those year groups, you could see sort of fundamental gaps that the children had. Um, and actually what I can see now, having come down to lower in the school, I can see where how early those building blocks are beginning to be put in place. 
and I can see sort of the importance in the time that's taken with the Mastery Number programme or with those concepts in general. I think one of the things when I first began the programme, I thought the speed of this feels very slow to me. But actually, the speed, I think, is a real strength of it. And I know that's something sort of Nikki as our maths lead is really keen that if we are looking at we'll make sure that the children are with us and that speed isn't sort of the priority there. That actually it's the focus on the depth of the understanding. So through the mastering programme, I feel like the children are given so many chances to practice, to apply those skills. We equip them with so many visuals, with so many different representations, so many opportunities to explore, um, to apply those those ideas that are introduced. And as I say, so much revisiting of things and building on them. So they really do feel like they are building blocks that they are there as a foundation. And each time we come back, there's more. But mm. we are putting the building of a solid foundation in there for the children. Let's come to you now, Nikki, given your background, uh, well, as a nursery teacher and the academic study that you've done in early years understanding. Was it sort of just a, a no brainer for you that in these early years reception, you, that time has to be taken on these very, very fundamental basics of maths? Yes. I mean, when I first started here, I was in reception um, and I didn't want to follow the pattern that they had before which was like a number a week and, and whatever um and i said you know we'll we'll just take it as it comes and you know not rush through it and there was a very much keenness before that to sort of rush to 20. um and i don't think by the time we got to christmas i don't think we even sort of managed to sort of get to the number four mm-hmm. um and this would sort of sort of create interest with um, parents and sort of say well my child can count above four and we're like yes but we really are taking it apart and exploring it um, and I job share and my my other uh, partner in the reception class was um, really fascinated by actually how much there was that we could sort of do then when I moved out of reception and and then sort of Claire took over there was no sort of actual sort of plan that we were sort of following I was sort of saying we're taking the children's lead and I think doing this mastering number has helped give a bit of confidence that it's not just sort of it's it's very sort of structured but it is taking that slow sort of pace and it's given a lot of confidence and I know it's given a lot of confidence to our current reception teacher as as well and the benefits that they've seen sort of coming out. There's no doubting yourself. Or oh, am I going too slowly or whatever? It's also incorporating all the children at the same time to sort of come along. And the children are seeing maths as playful and, and, and exploring it. Um, and we we do have a sort of byline in our school that maths is to be played with. You, you can't understand maths unless you play with it first. Um, and that has is coming out throughout the whole school and I think as those children are going up and they can represent it and not necessarily be able to put it in written form but they can show their understanding that has given um, a big insight into actually how some children who previously didn't seem to be getting things at all but they can do it but they can't just maybe represent it in the more traditional sort of forms. Claire, can you give me an example of something you've done with your year one this year that has just made you think, oh, if only I'd known that when I was teaching year six a few years ago? 
I think it's sort of multiple things. Uh, I feel like, as Nikki's talking about the speed, I feel like there has been very much a need for speed in the past because, as I said, we know the finish line in year six. And actually, I can see that the, as Nikki's talking about, the sort of taking numbers apart, children really understanding the structure of those numbers, how they could make them, how they could build them, how they could draw them, how they could show them, how they could feel them. And I feel we know those children further up the school who, for whatever reason, have struggled to grasp number. I feel like coming back to those foundations, I would feel better equipped as a teacher to have the different strategies to support them, to think actually, what they could be missing or a way that could bring them in. I think, as you say, having multiple models and ideas you can share with the children, ways to come back and reinforce. And something we've used as a tool as part of the programme is a Rec and Rec, which has been a great visual for the children, looking at the Hungarian dice patterns, looking at 10 frames and counters. And I feel like all of these resources that with the children being introduced to them, having so much opportunity to use them, apply them, understand them, that actually when they would come up further in the school, the opportunities they would then have, the confidence they would have with the manipulatives. Because as Nikki says, we know there's a culture of children thinking if they need to use those, it's suggesting that they can't do it without. But actually the real deepening of understanding is children who can show us and explain them. It's long been known that in secondary school maths, some people think, oh no, we don't need manipulatives, that, that, that's, that's for little children. Has there been something similar in primary schools? Yes, you often hear, oh, my ones that need manipulatives, th those children, they, they don't need those. I think we've definitely sort of turned the corner in that and that they have to be available on the table in front of them. They can't be in a drawer at the back of the classroom. They should be there. And by year five and year six or um, before that, they are welcome to go and choose what works for them because we do use Numicon throughout the school. But some children prefer the dean, some children prefer this, that or, or whatever. I think if if you don't need them, maybe you're not stretching them enough. Yesterday I was teaching in year four and we were doing fractions and we were all with bits of paper and folding it and, and whatever. And it was amazing the difference it, it made with, with all of them on being able to see it and explain it and show it. Yes, they could see the visuals on the board, but having it in front of them and whatever, it made such a huge, huge difference to it. And the, the buzz in the room um, and maths should be enjoyable. Um, it needs to be enjoyable. And I think that also helps when it's an active lesson rather than just a page of numbers to write down. And Claire, you had your hand up. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just and that's what's missing. I feel like that's the thing those children further up the school haven't had the opportunity is the time to explore, to use those resources, to try them, to experiment with different ways to use them. And I feel like, you know, from our early years experience and in Key Stage 1, that's where the children get the depth when they get to do it in their own time or at their own pace or in an opportunity that they've identified. And yesterday I was teaching in our year three class and something very simple, sort of having the dominoes out for an activity we're doing. The amount of talk that came from even just organising, describing, I had of looking for similarities and differences between them. And the buzz, uh, you used the word buzz there, and that was what triggered my thought, is it felt like a real buzz in that environment that those children wanted to be using those resources. And the mathematical talk that came out of it, even stepping back as a teacher, um, sort of really showed the, what there is, what the possibility is there. 
Just going back to the, the, the concentration in, in real depth, you mentioned before we started recording, Nikki, about number bonds to 10 and how. Tell us again what you were saying before. Yes, I think uh, to, to begin with, when I came, um, number bonds were very much seen as number bonds to 10. That's what the children had to achieve. They had to know their number bonds to 10. And it wasn't broken down in between that. So um, children could recite their number bonds to 10 but when it came to six they couldn't really take six apart um and when obviously you're doing addition subtraction and whatever you need to be able to break down any number to help you it's not just always on on the 10 um and and that was is something that really has sort of changed um and and taking that time and realizing actually and it needs every number you need to be able to separate and put together um, and that the children can have confidence to do that and see numbers as fluid. A number seven is number seven, but it can be a one, one and a five or it can be the two and the five. And and to really sort of be able to play, play with them. Um, we've touched a little bit on other parts of the school, but in your in your wearing your maths lead hat, Nikki, has has this concentration in reception year one and year two through the Mastering Number programme, has this had any sort of ripple effects elsewhere in the school? It is. Uh, we're starting to use more STEM sentences. Um, and um, I've been nagging on this for a couple of years. Um, but it really sort of helped at the beginning of the year to when we had a whole staff uh, meeting about STEM sentences. Um, and it was the early years and year one and year two sort of saying, oh, yeah, it's working. It really is working. It's giving the children a voice. It's giving them something to be able to sort of explain how they know something to do when you are asking children questions. They can't just give one answer, one number or they have to say, I know this and explain why they know this. Um, and sort of getting across that if a child does this, it helps the other children in the class as well hear the reasons why. The vocabulary, I think, has, has changed as well. And we had a sort of conversation on what you would want your children in your class to, to know by the time they get up to your class and the language and sort of, well, where does this language originate from? So that we have a vocabulary that sort of goes up through the school. So we have what children should be learning vocabulary wise in reception and how it builds on each year so that when you're introducing a topic you know the words that they should already know and you know where you're sort of going with with that language um, and manipulatives have got a lot stronger and I, I think that has sort of become more and more in, embedded and part of just who we are the other day we were talking having a whole school um, conversation about times tables and sort of the journey of times tables and reception and nursery were part of that um, discussion on our part to play. Sort of what sort of precedes them, you know, skip counting, what sort of, you know, making sort of groups and, and whatever. And it it was nice to sort of talk about the journey and, and how it goes sort of across the whole school. I think it's also brought in nursery and reception into the maths domain. It's not seen as well, you don't do maths. It, it is part of the journey and the journey does start at the bottom and it's a continuous journey through, throughout. Has the school been involved in anything else with the local maths hub? That's Great North Maths Hub 
before you did the Mastering Number programme? Yes, we're part of the Embedded Mastery programme. Yep, so we're in the second year of that programme as well. So okay. so that underlines why the, the sort of STEM sentences and things like that, it, it's not completely foreign in years three, four, five and six. They've been exposed to that in the past, but maybe they're hearing hearing again about it and how it's succeeding in, in the lower school. Definitely so, definitely so, yeah. And I would say with the STEM sentences, just as Nikki said, it really is giving children that might never say those, have never said those words before the vocabulary, which is lovely the way that every child is with you. They're all practicing. They're all having that oral rehearsal. And then as we do, they're sort of answering in full sentences to help improve their mathematical vocabulary and their confidence to be able to articulate and share. So it really gives them that support to see, to develop their thinking. And that's something that's coming through a whole school now. Well, thanks, Nikki. Thanks, Claire, very much indeed. It's been great to get an insight into how this has been going uh, in, in your school and how this has just slightly made you reassess what was already going well already. But nevertheless, it, it, it sounds like it's been a great learning process for the school as a whole. So thanks for letting us hear your views. And thank you to you for listening to us at home. If you've liked the podcast, um, tell somebody else about it or subscribe to uh, the NC10 podcast wherever you get your podcasts from but for now in uh, the middle of a, uh, a rather dull March day there'll be another podcast coming along soon but for now goodbye